Coming up on this episode of the KickCast, cut things with ultrasonics, a journal for dads, and keep your lights clever. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for the KickCast, the podcast where we go out and find crowdfunding projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, one half of the show, and joining me is my co-host, the man who can create a documentary that will move and inspire you and want you to do better in your life and then still somehow manage to shake weight the microphone in the Q&A after the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, my friend? <laughs> I am fine, thank you. Did, did I really? Did I? Did I yeah, I you, did, did I? You, sh- you shook the microphone. <laughs> and I had to keep myself from laughing because I don't think anybody else in the audience made that connection. Yeah. <laughs> no. but it was it was broken and i was like what you do you shake things and they don't work but yes um i was happy to see you at our, at our screening of our documentary it was very awesome to see everybody there so welcome i'm happy to be a part of the show once again episode what 124 yeah 124 right? of these that's a lot considering that we only do it every two weeks <laughs> yeah that's years my friends, that is years, years. of Casey and Drew. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And if you have stuck with us since episode, what when, what did you join? Episode like 10? 30. 10? No, it wasn't 10. I didn't been like 10, <laughs> it was, 20. That was, it was early. pretty early. Um, thank you for hanging around. And I know you're here for Drew and not for me because no one ever comes to listen to me. But we're all. <laughs> yeah. But if it's your first time watching, first of all, welcome to the show. Um, before we jump into our products tonight, we have a couple news items to do. And um, what's great about these news items are that they're not re- they're kind of news, but they're a little geared more for project creators. So um, our first one is this is an interesting one. So Drew, you, you know how describing your project is always an important yeah um, thing that we mention to people. What's even more interesting now is spe- specific words that you put together may change how well your actual project goes. So um, oh. There was a bunch of these researchers, I can't remember where, uh, oh, right here, from uh, the HE School of Management from Université Paris-Saclay, so I'm thinking in France. Um, What they did was they actually did an analysis, so they took a range of um, projects and then they narrowed it down, so they looked from projects from April 2009 to February 15, 2017. They took out all the art-related ones because those ones tended to be more based on how pretty they looked. Um, so they uh. took those out, and then they also kept it just to uh, base it on the in the U.S. So they actually have a little bit smaller sample set to look at. And then they picked the nine largest categories. So it was like food, hardware, technology, and video games. And what they found out, this is the most interesting thing, because if you actually said your product was useful... Or it was novel, um, it tended to be get boosted and be more successful. However, if you mentioned that it was both useful and novel, that actually dropped the amount of pledges down by twenty six percent. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's interesting. And they got data to back this up. Yeah. So what they did is they took all the information um, and they ran it through a machine algorithm, a machine learning algorithm. That analyzed all the different con- the con- no denotations, so all the words 
that aligned with usefulness or novel and did the analysis of that. And that's the data that they found out. And what was even more interesting is um, no matter how they kind of try to move the data around, those numbers still remain true. So, uh, okay. like, so it was statistically sound, like yeah. it was solid. Wow. So like, yeah, they, they were trying to, let's see, what was it? Um, our economic, uh, our e- econometric model also took into account of seasonality, the growing Kickstarter community, the perceived risk or tentative nature of a project, and other potential error variables. No matter how we slice the data, our findings stayed robust. Wow. Um, they must so, have had a lot of data to go into that. Like, that's got to be some big set of numbers that they were chasing. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, so that's like that's 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 kind of, that's really interesting. Um, and then so they broke it down. Why were people kind of turned off when it says both novel and useful? Because in in the world, in the business world, you want it both to be novel and useful to be considered "quote unquote" innovative. Right, I guess right. in the mind of the backers, it wasn't because, and so they broke it down to it could just be a matter of credibility of the backers. So if it's your first project, no one's ever heard of you. That actually mm-hmm. may be a detractor because people are wondering: Is this guy really going to be able to do right. it or not? Can he pull um, it up, right? Or are you just exaggerating your numbers? Um, the other one would be risk aversion. So they believe they may believe you know they might think that you as project creators is you know it's going to be great, but the proper execution is has it's too risky, you know. Um, so like say somebody their example was how would you be willing to invest into or back a project if they said we're going to introduce a teleporter? You know, where you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, that or the product is too polarizing, you know, so they they believe that the crowd's going to be on one side or the other one. And so they're really hesitant to back their project because let's say social social media networks, those ones, you know, we see a lot of those. You don't see a lot of them be successful because people sometimes are skeptics, like, why would I need this instead of just using Facebook or Twitter or something already out there? Or it'd be the other way. Oh, this is amazing. I'm going to go all in on it and then not get the groundswell you need for something like that to be useful. So um, kind of they're you know, they're, they're still kind of hashing out through the data, but they're like, what you got to do is look at it at the marketing point of view instead of kind of the more scientific stuff is that, um, you want to, you know, why why you know your product inside and out, you know, say Drew, you're going to make um a candy dispenser and you know every nook and cranny of that candy dispenser and you see why it's important to have that candy dispenser to protect your candy stash. Yeah. You got to convince the person who's going to back your project that they need it too and be in that mindset knowing that you know, it makes sense to you but it might not make sense to them and you got to convince them to do that and you got to communicate why this is actually a need. Um, so being able to persuade people is very important. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of our first news story about, you know, um, if you're, when you're putting together your project, make sure it's either novel or it's, um, useful, useful, but don't put them together because that seems to detract people away from it. Um, so our second piece of news is a little bit more for project creators, um, and if you've watched the show before, you know that Drew and I we're always we're always a sucker for a good animated GIF in your project. Too, uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. So this one, this is an entire Mashable article about one project. So the project is called uh, 
what was it called? The Pacific eight, uh, 67 Ultimate Kitchen Knife Collection. But they put down animated GIFs or GIFs of how the knives are being used. And this is what you want to put in your project. If you're going to use it, um, make a product, put in an animated GIF of it being used. And I mean, like, I could stare at food getting chopped and sliced all day <laughs> on the screen. It's crazy that they they did an article. They just did an article on the fact that they were great gifts on yeah. a Kickstarter. That's fun. Yeah, I mean, but like... Would you are, are would you be more inclined to buy a set, these set of knives after seeing these or just a static image? Well, for sure these. Like, I mean, watching it go, watching it cut bread without smashing, like, just, yeah, for sure. You, watching it in action is great. Yeah, so it's that. That's why we kind of remind you if you are you uh, you know creating a project and stuff, think about what you could do in an animated GIF. Like, I've we've seen stuff where people show the setup because it's like it's so quick you can just do it in two seconds or it being used or some something like that because adding that little bit of motion and just it not being a static object can drive people to want to back their project a little bit more. I know in a lot of the board game ones, they'll have the pieces kind of move around and stuff as you scroll along the page so you can kind of see where they go on the board and stuff like that. So, like, do you have any recommendations in terms of adding animated GIFs? Because really, those are just soundless short video clips. Right. Right, which which the nice thing about it is is that they load fast and and um, nobody has to hit play. Like you start scrolling down the screen and things are happening. So whatever your object is, your your product, whatever you're making, you know it's there and you're watching it and you can see it doing things. So I, it's it's an absolute if if it's done right. Sometimes we say gifs and people think of funny memes, right? The things that we're sending with Giphy and our funny text messages. These on this particular project. Are the full width of the project, they're the great size, and even if they're gifts, they still you can scroll right through them and you get a really good sense of what the product can do. So that was a, a win-win for them. Yep. All right. So that's all the news we have. Now it is time for our kick shouts, and these kick are out, these are, are yeah our Twitter length shoutouts that you guys can send in, or if you run any project, send it in and give us just a quick Twitter length. Um, I shouldn't say Twitter length because now it's two. What is it? Two eighty instead of one forty. Uh-huh. Yeah, just give us a really short description that we can read on the air. So the first one we actually got sent in, and they just launched today. They were super excited about it. This is called Sidekick, and it's the everyday carry phone backup and portable charger. So it has a lithium booster battery built in. It has a flash drive built in. It also has a quick charge cable and a phone data backup. What's cool about this device is that. If you the built-in battery is dead, what you can do is actually go to the store um, and buy, I think it's D batteries, and plug it in, <laughs> and it will uh, work right here. Or C batteries. D, these are either C or D batteries to give your phone that like quick boost, say you need to make an emergency call or something like that. It's not going to charge your phone all the way up, but that's a you know quick way, and batteries are available everywhere. Um, Interesting. So it's kind of a cool, neat device, and they've tried to make it do almost everything. <laughs> so, um, and then our next one is called Sorcerer, and this is made by one of my favorite game companies because I don't think I've ever played any of their games, and I've played most of their games that I I didn't like. So it's called Sorcerer, and it's a dark fantasy game that melds the best elements of a strategy card game with a tactical board game. The essential idea is there's kind of three areas, and whoever's the first to take over two of those areas is going to win the game. 
And you do that kind of by playing cards and battling, quote unquote, battling your opponent to get to to get that card. Um, so that's a quick one. If you just want to search for sorcerer, it will show up on Kickstarter. Both of them are on Kickstarter. So sidekick and sorcerer. All right. Now it is time to go on to our main project. I'm excited about this. Um, so You've had some good ones today. Um, so, Drew, do you like cutting things? I do like to cut things. I know you don't like to cut your wrists. No one should cut their wrists. Um, no, don't do this. But I, you know, I like to cut stuff, but I shouldn't be trusted with sharp objects. Let's be honest about this. Especially, yeah. especially in the kitchen. It's not, it's not the greatest um, thing for me, but... This one, this this seems cool because have you ever had those, you know, DIY house always needs some improvement, right? No matter what. Oh, and uh, as we were talking before, you're married. Like that's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the things you get to do. Lots of improvement. Yep. Lots of projects. So, yeah. And, and sometimes you're just like trying to, you know, replace something in your house and you just need to like shave off a little bit and or just get it to fit right. Just perfectly. Right. And it's always like you got to pull out the X-Acto knife and you're like sort of semi-sawing or just going super slow. I'm like, why, you know, I just need to easily cut this rounded corner or something to make something fit. And it just doesn't work, right? So our first project of the night is called the Wonder Cutter, and it is a ultrasonic cutter. So the way it works is the the blade actually vibrates at 4,000 vibrations per second, so you can't see it. But while it's doing that, it actually allows you to cut through a lot of different materials pretty easy so it can cut through plastic um leather formex formax i don't even know what that is acrylic plywood and the only things that can't really cut through is metal and glass because you know but just about anything that an exacto knife could cut yeah anything exacto knife could cut but it can actually cut it with more efficiency because how many times have you used that exacto knife and it's just had a mine on its own and it's gone? <laughs> yeah, off oh, key. every always, time, always. every time I've I've exacto knife like it goes it goes south like it's it's tough. So this one, yeah. it's less pressure because it's doing the kind of yeah. So it's kind of cutting almost more like you know cutting through butter, quote unquote. So you don't have huh. to worry about it. And what's nice about this is because there have been ultrasonic cutters out there before. Um, the problem with them are they're always you got to plug them into the wall or they're giant, or they're really expensive. <laughs> like, I, I looked up some of them. A lot. You see this a lot more in industrial applications, and those are like one to $2,000 or more. Um, mm. For this one, um, it does that, but it's battery-powered, so you can actually hang it on your belt. So say, their, their, their example was, say you were in the factory and you needed to just trim something off, and so instead of having to take it to a bench or something, you, you could just cut it where it's hanging and kind of finish that off. So it's, a, it's an ultrasonic exacto knife, but but it's battery powered. Yeah, it's battery powered. So it la- they say the charge lasts for about three hours when it's running, but it can go down a little bit more depending on the material you're cutting through. Um, yeah, it makes sense. But I I like I I love this idea and just being able and what's great about it is they say with uh, using the vibration technology, so people who have like arthritis and stuff who can't really move their hands that well, this actually allows them to grip the the actually cutting blade and actually cut with more accuracy than using an exacto knife because with an exacto knife you got to do the like pencil thing right or have I yeah been, yeah or have i been trained to use exacto knives <laughs> wrong um so i yeah I, I love the idea of just you know i need to cut through something i'm just gonna pull this out instead of trying to you know edge my way with an exacto knife or something like that 
Um, do, you, do you see like this could be something that you would want to use? I would use it. I, I could. Like, I, I, it's not all that often I pull something out and I want to like cut it for, for practical uses. I, I could see it used for, for art typing, art, like paper designs or, or wood. Um, I saw some great stuff at the Pinners Conference. Yes, I went to the Pinners Conference. And they had some really cool artsy type of things um, that were like CNC laser cut. And I could see it being done with this um, a lot like smaller, you know, like easier. Yeah. So I think this is a yeah. really cool idea. What's, what's crazy is, and like, I, I don't do any kind of a lot of this DIY stuff, but they show you can cut through a circuit board. So say you're, you know, you're one of those kind of tinkerers with raspberry pies and stuff and trying to make it fit mm-hmm. in closure. Like you mm-hmm. could, you could cut through that circuit board pretty easily. Or I think one that you're probably familiar with is with the 3d printing, and you got all that spaghetti yeah. that's hanging off. This could slice yep. through that easily so you can trim it down. The one that actually caught my eye is um, I build those mo- Gundam model kits. And ha- have you seen those model kits ah. that, are, that are on the tree? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So normally what you got to do is you got to take a pair of snippers and then you go in. You don't want to clip all the way at the edge of the devi- of the model kit because what happens is it leaves divots in the plastic and you have to go back and fill it out. So what people do is they, they kind of cut it with a little bit nub and then they just sand down the nub so they can apply it with this, this you can, uh, you can actually get pretty close to it and it's not going to leave that divot cause it's going to cut straight through really quickly. Um, so like that, that's, that's why it caught my eye. I'm like, Oh, I could actually use this. Um, now with the price, this is a little expensive. Um, mm. <laughs> it's about $300. But, that's what I would expect, though. Yeah, it's not that bad because I thought it was. I'm like, that's kind of pricey. But when I went back and looked at all the other ones, like I said, the industrial ones are a grand or higher. There is another one from Japan that you have to import from Japan that uh, is about three hundred dollars too. But it's a plug. You got to plug it in the wall, so ah. you can't really take it with you. This one, I love the portability of it because I could totally see this. You know, if I'm outside trying to do something, I'm like, oh, I just need to trim this real quick. I can just pull that out. And cut through it instead of trying to. Yeah, I've I've done a lot of things that you probably shouldn't do when because <laughs> like, I don't want to I don't want to take it down, so I'm just gonna try to cut it there. Um, and I feel like this could solve all some of my problems <laughs> when it comes down to that. Um, so is this a back tracker sack for you? I think it's a back to me. There's something really unique about having a battery operated, uh, you know, dacto knife. Like let's just. Just for crafting, I think I would use this for a number of things. I'd even use this just around the on the studio. I mean, there's always things that are getting in the way that are, um, you know, cables or parts sets or designs. But it sounds like if they can cut everything but like glass and metal, I yeah. could, yeah, I could do some damage with this thing. So, I could make some art with this. Yeah, because I'm looking at cuts, balsa wood, felt, fabric, leather, uh, um, MDF. I the crap out of that thing. Yeah, <laughs> So like yeah, I think and the funny thing is somebody actually asked the question on um is it loud or not? And like you're mostly not gonna hear the vibrations of it. So yeah. it's gonna it's just gonna be normal for you. Um if anything, it's like when you go to the dentist and they use that sonic cleaner on you. It's really high pitch. So, yeah, yeah, the, this one this one is definitely a back for me too, because I'm like I I probably could get more use out of this than I think. And also like how it has a little bit of safety where you can stick it into the thing so the blade's not cutting you because you, you how else are you gonna dangle I'm, this thing I'm, on your belt pack? Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not the smartest person when it comes to doing kind of those things. Uh, 
when they're designing this, they're like, we've got to have a holster like a gun so people like KT have a place to stick their pokey. Yeah, so they're not dumb. Um, yeah. So so that is the wonder cutter. And, you know, so this this kind of advice, Drew, do you, do you kind of write this down as reference for future generations or anything? Or it should be because this seems like wise advice, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think our next project may actually help you with this because this does not apply to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it may not apply to you. But the next project is it's a little bit more like you know the the sentiment and the and the, and the hope. Uh, we're talking about journals. I don't know if you do any journaling. I, I have on and off over the years. I apparently um, do the digital journal. version of that by vlogging things. So maybe I there should just go. start leaving tips for my non-existent children in the videos. And that would that would line up just perfectly <laughs> with this project. So for the second project that we're going to talk about today is a guided journal for dad. It's called The Post. And it's just a classy-looking journal that, uh, you know, it's built well. It lays flat. It's got great paper. It's got all the things that you'd want in a journal. But it goes a step further than that, and it comes with, um, guides like uh, prompts. So, as as a father, as somebody who's raising a kid, there's something special about holding that kid in your hands. Like when they're this big, when they're bigger, it's still special, but it's a different hold, right? It's like <laughs> stop moving. We're in the middle of church. Don't do that. <laughs> but when they're young, when they're when they're babies, there's just something about having like your own offspring that you think, wow, I, you know, I wish the world upon this child. I want I want my girls to have everything. I want them to have you know. Uh, integrity and, and drive and motivation and i want them to to know like what my passions are so that they you know they can find their passions and, and be inspired by me so what i love about the post is that it was built specifically with this idea of, of dads writing things for their kids so not just open blank page january 1 woke up today it was a great you know i had a nice binger last night because it was new year's eve right <laughs> Are you putting that in your journal? (laughs) I just saw your chicken because it seems like that came out way too easy for you. (laughs) Most journals, like it is, it's like a a daily daily record. Here's what I did today. And when I look back at some of the journals of my ancestors that I have a hand a handful that have that have been found and transcribed, or I've been able to to find them in archives, there's some really interesting things in there. Um, and once in a while, they'll get onto a topic that's like, oh, this is really interesting and, and inspiring, um, good advice. But it is really like day-to-day, like did this, did that, talk to this man. You know? So this post uh, has these prompts at the top of every page that are, that are thought-provoking. And some of the things that um, they put on the, on the post are simply like, um, you know, what do you, what do you uh, believe or, or want to hope for your children? What do you... Um, what are your what are your what were the what were the thoughts that you had when you had your first child? What were the thoughts when you met, first met your your you know the kid's mom or your wife? So there's something about it that you could sit down nightly or every other night or however you know, once a week, pop open a page and have something to think about that is poignant. That if you're in the right mood, you could write down something, knowing that the audience that's intended, like they'll be growing up slowly. So this is the the post. It's it's a prompted journal. It's kind of a, a guided journal for dads. Uh, I'm sure if this goes well, they'll make one for moms as well. But it's a really neat. I mean, think about this. On your eight, kid's 18th birthday, they're moving out, they're going to college, and you hand them this classy looking journal, and you say, 
hey, keep this on your shelf for when you need some extra help or you need some inspiration or if you just want to know more about me. Like, just that, even if they're often married and they get this, like, hey, here's some of the thoughts I had and they get a chance to kind of think about um, what their parents are like. We, you know, us, we don't think about things until it's like, all of a sudden, like, weighs heavy on our mind when we're older and having kids. That's why the first time I started thinking, oh, my parents didn't do too shabby, right? Yeah, it's always like that. Like, Like, Mom, Dad, you're always wrong. You don't understand. It's just, and then you're like, oh, crap, they actually know stuff. Right? (laughs) So there's a moment there where that totally makes sense. And I think that with with a journal like this, it's kind of a really cool way to capture the moment, capture the thoughts and the hopes, tuck them away until they're ready to say, Huh, I wonder what my dad thought about this. So um the story behind this actually is really cool. One of the one of the teams that was producing this found a journal while he was unpacking and setting up his house. He found well not a journal, but a letter from his dad. And as he read through the letter, it was like, This is stuff I didn't know. This is stuff that like I wish I would have known. And so it kind of sparked this idea of what if I was writing letters to my kids while they're growing up? And then why not put that into a into a packet? So uh, first day today, they, their uh, first day of launch, uh, they've already hit almost 13% of their goal. So they're at 2,200 out of 17,000 to get this posted, to get the book put together. Um, but the, the pledges, early birds start at like 25 bucks for a copy of the, of the post, you know, to get a nice book like that, you probably pay 35 or 40. So, um, great tiers. But the other thing I love is that if you even like, I think have it still going. If you just want a PDF, like some yeah, of us, like just you a know, buck right there. See, this is this is, right? this is where I tell everybody: always have that one dollar level. That one dollar level is sometimes just everything's awesome. Yep, just give me, just get it. And and this one is like a step above the. We'll give you a big thank you, right? This one is we'll give you a PDF version when we're when we're done. You can go print it yourself. You can put it into your own backing, or you can just print it as you need those guides, or fill it out on online, make it digital, and then bundle it up, send it to a printer when you want to. So like, there's no excuse not to. Anyway, this, this is a project I think did a lot of a lot of great things. <sighs> this is the post. I've already backed it, by the way. So back tracker stack. I've already backed <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, uh, at the double level. Because you you got to get three of them, right? Well, I I almost got. Because okay. <laughs> I'm not. Because <laughs> you got to get one each, right? Or are they just gonna share <laughs> one, right? <laughs> they better share one. Um, <laughs> No, I was honestly thinking, like, this makes for a fantastic, like, wedding gift. I have a lot of students that, you know, through the years, they'll get married. And this would be a really cool, like, hey, congrats on the marriage. You know, think about these things while you're you know, preparing preparing for kids in five years. Yeah, so, so, so you, you anyway, definitely one, need three of them, then. <laughs> I, 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 now, now you got me. You know, like, maybe I, I got a two-pack, but I'm not going to give one away. I'm probably going to need to write the same thing in three different journals. Yeah, or I give them both the hardbacks away, and I digitally like keep track of yeah. the one that my girls get. Yeah, so that, that's what I was thinking. Like, if this is successful, I, I I thought I was like thinking of all the other things they could do. One of them is like, because do you remember those Evernote notebooks where you could just take mm-hmm. a picture of the page and it would automatically do the OCR and stuff? Yep. Like that could be another one. And I even thought about it is once you get it digital, they could even create a service where it would like periodically send these like one of your entries to the kid's email address at, you know, specified times. You're like, okay, wait until the, my kid's like 20 or something. And just like, right. You know, once a month or once a day, get that and just be like, 
I, I think that'd be really cool. So I like, I love this idea. Um, I don't have any good knowledge for people. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really just like, okay, I did this and don't do that. Cause that's dumb. Can you imagine like next, the next uh, iteration of this doing something like, um, you know, even when you pass on having these, having these uh, prompts somewhere in a database somewhere so that the kids send an email or text or however we're communicating 20 years down the road and you're dead and gone. And they send a note that's like, Hey, you know, what, what did my dad do this? Or even a, like an email to your dad, you know, dad at dad.com. I know like you send them, they'll know. And it just responds. It just grabs you some sort of inspirational content written by your own family and just sends it back to you and says, Hey son, this is what I was thinking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. It's like that longevity. It's living in the future, and that would be kind of a, a crazy fun way to do that. But, yeah, uh, love it. Yeah, I like. I, I, really classy and clean. Yeah, I love this idea, and this is actually what's going to happen to the show when I die. Is it's going to just be take random clips from old episodes of you and I, and put it together new episodes, and it's just going to be all great. It's just gonna, <laughs> some AI is going to start assembling. And we'll have like episode six thousand four hundred fifty three. It's like these guys and died forty three years ago, but they're still making an episode. <laughs> they're still making a podcast. Oh, I love it! I love it. Yeah, like it, it's pretty and it's it's great. And I really do hope they make a mom's version and stuff too. Because if know. I give it to my mom, I don't think she'd write anything in it. <sighs> Other than like you wasted your money on this. Why? <laughs> Dude. Maybe maybe it would just be like. I don't need to give you any advice. I've already taught you everything. You just don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> I already said everything. You just don't listen. That's probably what I put in my journal. I'm like, you missed out on your chance, bub. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had everything. Sorry. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So for our last project tonight, this was the one you guys voted on. And I think this actually might excite you a little bit, Drew, because I know you are one of the guys that I know is Mr. I'm going to make a smart home. Right, I have a pretty smart home. Yeah. So right now you have the Philips Hue bulbs and stuff. Have you ever thought of kind of? But the problem with the Philips Hue bulbs are they're they're pricey. <laughs> they're- I in fact I spent because the set that I have, um, they're about fifty bucks a bulb, I think. Yeah. And I have I have six in my front room. Only two of them are color because that was even more expensive. Yeah, those are like, <laughs> yeah I, I looked at because I, still- I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that's a little too expensive for my. <laughs> but I do love it. Like I turn on, I turn on the the strobe effect or the music effect, and they just sit there and do like this rainbow show. It's like I don't know. It's like having a dance party. From it's kind of fun. So tell me what you have. So this project is called the Cleverness, and it, they claim to be the world's smartest lighting system. So what it is um, is it? Of course, it has a hub that you hook up to your Wi-Fi router, and then the Cleverness is a wall plate that you that you can install right into your own, you know, your normal light switch. And it can, one of the wall plates, even though it looks like it's only one, it actually can control three different light switches for for oh. each one of those. Um, and what's interesting about this is between the hub and the wall switch, it creates its own mesh network, our radio frequency mesh network. So it doesn't need like Bluetooth or anything. It uses its own frequencies for that. And as you install more wall plates, they are repeaters, so you can create this whole network of things that run on its own network that's not going to be interfered if your Wi-Fi or stuff goes down. Of course, you're not going to be able to control it from your phone if the Wi-Fi goes down, but these guys are still independent of each other. Hmm. Um, and what's cool is you can control it by your phone, or it has motion sensors on it, so you can kind of do the Star Trek thing where you swipe your hand over it and can turn the lights up and right. down, <laughs> which, I, which personally I think is a cool thing. 
to do. Um, so they're starting with light switches right now. And then their next idea is to actually go for the full home automation. But this is kind of the base because they're like, the first thing most people do when they start home automating things is with the light switches. And what's great about this system right here is it actually works with Apple HomeKit, Google Home, Amazon Echo, or the Samsung Smart Things Hub itself. So what that means is you could be like, hey, Siri, turn down the lights in the living room or okay or, or Alexa, turn on the kitchen lights. I If I set off any of you guys' stuff, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you can do that. So they, they work with kind of, I think those are the, like those four are kind of the major guys out in the market right now in terms of smart home control. So that already kind of gives you more ways of control. So you can have the light switch now, you have your phone using their app, or you can use your smart devices that sense for you um, to do all of that. So I, I actually kind of like how they built from it. The only thing I'm a little skeptical about is they left it at the lights and they're a little vague on what their plans are next. Um, so, you know, if they just stick with the lights, that's okay. Um, but what are they planning on expanding next in terms of your home control? Are they going to add like door sensors or window blinds and stuff? I do like the scheduling, um, which is really cool because it can tell when you're home or not. And what's cool is you can actually do a geofence. So when it detects your phone in the geofence, it will turn on. So it can turn on like your front lights or your house lights as you walk into the house and stuff. I think I always think that's fun because I'm always using the guy with like 20 things in my hands and can't get to the light switch. So I'm like walking in the dark. I do that more often than not. And then a lot of swear words come out when I stub my toe. (laughs) I know this line. Yeah. (laughs) And you have to worry about like sharp Legos and stuff on the ground, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) So I, I I really like it. I also like how nice it looks because if you look at this, it's just kind of these three lights and it shows you what's going on and off and it's, you know, unobtrusive out of the way. Um, and I, I, I kind of like this base. So what, what do you think about this? Does this seem like it would fit into your home automation plans? Yeah. Like there's a really, um, interesting, I mean, basically you're, you're switching out light switches, like the actual like plate to take a plate off and rewire it and put one of these things in its place. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. Like for home automation, right? Because like the bulbs, like you're saying, like to have special bulbs. I also like I haven't fully checked, but I, they eat, they they use Wi-Fi. They're sitting on my Wi-Fi, and so I don't know how much of my traffic, you know, or what little traffic is being affected by that. But having this tied in directly into whatever lights you have to be able to say, like, to do this and turn that off and hit the kitchen, that's kind of what, like you can even set a bundle and say shut down the house for the night and it would just hit all those clever switches. Yeah. So I, I think this is a, a fine way to go. Um, Oh, I should ask I'd you, into, I should oh. ask you, do you know what an N wire is? N wire? Yeah. So it's called a neutral level wire. I, your, your nest. Is it may inside ha- my wall? Yeah. It's inside oh. your wall. Your nest may have it, but that's mm-hmm. actually how some of the home automation systems use to communicate with each other. This does not ha- need that installed in your house because it's using that RF net mesh network, their proprietary <laughs> network with that. So it gets around that. Cause I know my house probably doesn't have it and I really don't want to pay to get that installed. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have it or not, but my nest works, but 
but that makes sense, right? Then then it can communicate and like share with the information with the with its parts and its pieces. I think the one that interests me the most is the uh, is the outlet because I, if I just replace these really sexy looking outlets, I could have Alexa turn on TV, PlayStation, and uh, you know lamps, other things that are plugged in, and they sell big giant what eighty dollar things that that. Uh, what, what is it like the Wemo? Yeah, the Wemo. So, they, so they—that's the funny thing—is they actually have a comparison on their site of the cleverness, the Lutron, the Wemo, and the Wink. I'm—I'm I'm not familiar with Lutron, but I—I I know Wemo and Wink, um, and they kind of show you the difference. So, the price points act is actually a little cheaper. So, the Wemo doesn't need a hub, but it's at fifty dollars, whereas they're about forty-four for a hub and then 44 for a switch. But, you know, you're getting all these extra features that they don't do, like the radio signal. Oh, I, f- I forgot. It even monitors your energy consumption. So it tells you oh. which bulbs are using more power than other bulbs because it's oh. wired into the system so it can detect how much the power usage is going. Um, and tell and so you, you can know how to be like, oh, I just, you know, need to go swap that one out so it's going to save me battery um, it all, and their their program the program that runs it there's supposed to be an AI that can start emulating your your um, your frequency of using lights in different places. So if you're away, you can set the program and it'll adjust it will turn on and off the lights like how you would if you were home in the first place. So people, right. so people are like, oh, they're you know they're they're home you know because there's right. lights on. Things are moving. Yeah, Instead, I love I love that. Yeah, I I really love it. So. Um, does this sound like a kit that you would want to jump into? Yeah, and the one that I really like is that that one with the two outlets and the hub that would kind of fit, you know, every everything that I'm already doing kind of slides right in there and and still connects with the the Alexa smart home that I've been slowly building. But it seems like a great idea. This is definitely a back for me, and the fact that they're only like what. Mm, Two hundred and sixty something dollars away from the gold. Yeah, which is, which like, is that which, close? Which is nuts because they launched. Um, they launched today or yesterday. Like, oh they are, wow! They are just barely brand new. Because the way I find these projects is I sort by newest, and this was pretty high up on the list. And where, whoever's been pushing this, whatever they've been building their audience, uh, it's working. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's Facebook. They have sixteen hundred followers on Facebook. Maybe there's some others, but that, whatever they've been doing, like it's working because you, when you have a, a first day launch to hit your goal on first day, you've got that traction we've always talked about, right? Yeah, and I like it. There, there are startup in San Francisco where there are tons of startups in San Francisco's, but I, I feel a little safer when you're trying to, you know, do one of these quote unquote platform products where things are going to be mm-hmm. centered around it. That they mm-hmm. are local ish, so you know they might not disappear the day after. Um, so I, I really like it. it. It's a back for me too, cause they, they have different things. And what's nice about the, about this is if you back in the Kickstarter, you get a lifetime subscription to their app because there are some apps out there that when they do an upgrade, it's a paid upgrade, <clears throat> Wirecast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you so, were so, you know, that way you don't have to shell out another, whatever, 10 bucks or something for version three of the app. They, they're guaranteeing mm-hmm. that they're going to continue and help it grow because they know this is kind of just lighting is a starting point. Um, you know, next thing you know, you'll be able to integrate your, I, I don't know, uh, your door locks and door locks would be nice. That's your, what laund- I would like. your laundry and your fridge and all that good stuff. And the sprinklers. 
Yeah, see the oh, ones the I mean for. Yeah, the sprinklers oh. are what I sprinklers are really what I want to get uh, integrated. Okay. Like I've been looking at them and I'm like, ooh, I need one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all our normal projects. So it is time for our sack of the week. And this is a quick and short one. Um, Drew, ha- Halloween's over already. I I know you were probably in the edit bay during Halloween. But I missed the entire it's, thing. It's November, man. It's November, which which <laughs> makes me sad that you missed Halloween because you love candy and that's... I do. <laughs> and I and I and I didn't even get like daddy tax. Like I didn't even get the bag. <laughs> candy. I got a little note from the oldest one that said, "Hey, here's some candy," and then she itemized the candy that she left for me so that her sisters wouldn't take it. So it was like generously provided by your right. bean. Uh-uh. Is she going to be an accountant or a... I don't know. It was pretty funny. She, she itemized everything. Because if she is, she did. let me know because I, you know, <laughs> I, I need somebody to do my taxes. <laughs> so, um, but our sack of the week, this, this is an interesting one because I'm not quite sure what's getting sold. So it's called Red Coral Necklace and it has a flexible goal of 1000 And... That's it. That's really it on the page. That's all you know. The overview says red coral, Indonesia from the sea, PNG. So it looks like they just copied the file the name of, of the graphic. <laughs> graphic yeah, yeah. Over and it that that's what's under story too. And then you look at the perks. There's a twenty dollar plus shipping for ten grams of natural red coral. This is where I'm confused. I'm like, I thought I was getting necklaces, or are you sending me? red coral in bulk where I have to make my grams. own necklace. And, you know, grams of necklaces. Grams, yeah. yeah. That's not even a lot. Grams is not a lot. Uh, so yeah, we got 10, 20, 40, 50. I just... I, like, do you know what this is? Is it necklaces or are we getting I, like raw coral? Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of times <laughs> um, you buy beads. You buy beads in what we call hanks. And this looks kind of like a hank, you know, like, uh, so it's a big, it's a big thing that, that yeah. can be turned into a necklace or it can be like strung up as a necklace or you can use them as individual beads. And so I wonder if this, this, cause it looks like just what we're looking at is a big, like several length lengths of coral. But I'm just, Indiegogo does not seem like the place where I would go to buy <laughs> red coral. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's where it was confusing by me because I'm not sure what this is. And then you also have to pay shipping, but they don't mention anywhere in the obviously they didn't put anywhere in the project description on how much shipping it is because they're in Indonesia. That might be and costly. Yeah. So sure you could be getting twenty dollars of or ten grams of natural red coral, but it might cost you a hundred dollars to ship it here. I have no idea. Yeah, just, wow. Wow, I don't know either. And there's like three backers that have already done it. Um so somebody thinks it's okay. Like yeah. somebody's ready to buy it. Yeah, and this comment is kind of weird too from Miss Selena Fine. I'm already paid your coral. I will check your coral if good quality. I will buy a thousand grams. Hey man, you want to buy a thousand grams? I give you a kilo. You just hold on for a second. I give you a kilo. What? <laughs> what do you want? I just, I just like what? <laughs> That's why. Uh-huh. This is why this made it as a sack of the week. I'm just like what? <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand and 
you know, add some description. <laughs> you, no, it is it is red coral Indonesia from the sea. Natural, PNG. natural. <laughs> what if you're PNG. buying ten grams of the of the PNG? Like, <laughs> like ten grams of data. I I don't know. Are oh. are they gonna print ten like ten grams worth of this picture and send it to us? That, that's it. That's what you get. That and it only has something. six days left, which is weird. So I guess they did like a week of funding. I just oh oh wow yeah. What's the chances? I'm just so confused. I'm I'm so confused. If anybody can explain red curl necklace to me, that would be awesome because i just don't know yeah this is weird like this is like it just it just seems like it's out of place it seems like somebody stumbled and maybe it was supposed to be etsy maybe it was supposed to be ebay ebay and they ended up on indiegogo and they're like yeah, that's good enough throw it up here yeah i don't know all right and i kind of um, want to buy some though <laughs> are you are you gonna buy 10 grams of red coral i kind of want some coral beads for fun I'd, I'd be afraid like this is a phishing scam and somehow they like steal your data you know <laughs> next thing you know you have all these purchases on your credit card and they're not candy related so you know it's not you so you know it's not me <laughs> <laughs> what a sack what a sack yeah um but so yeah that's that and unfortunately, that is the end of this episode of the KitCast. If you guys have any suggestions for sacks of the week or projects or kick shouts, you can always reach us, KitCast at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash KitCast, or you can do the tweeter thing, because tweeting is still cool, right? I think. Yeah, we tweet. Uh, at night 20 for Drew, at KTData for myself, or at KitCast for the show. We check it avidly. I check it avidly, at least, to make sure. Um, and uh, check out KitCast.com for our past episodes and stuff. So, Drew, do you got anything to pimp? Um, I'm waiting Not for anymore. your document. I'm waiting for your documentary to like make it to Netflix and stuff, and I can be like, I know the guy that made that. Yeah, I think I, he remembers Catch up on my grading. I think that's the next step is to figure out where distribution happens and how it goes. But that's that's it. I got nothing. Well, hopefully you just give all your students C's and call it good, right? (laughs) (laughs) So here's hoping for passing grades for Drew students. (laughs) And so our next episode is, it's it's getting to the weird part of the year where the holidays are coming Mm -hmm. up. Um, We have it registered for November 21st, which is the week of Thanksgiving. So we'll we'll see if Drew's in a food coma or not. (laughs) Say Tuesday, I'm probably I'm probably still gearing up. I think we'd be we might be okay. <laughs> All right, so make sure you guys watch. You can find that at twitch.tv forward slash ktdata or live.kickcast.net. I think that still works. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. URLs are hard. <laughs> All right, guys. So we will see you in two weeks, and maybe Drew will even have a fuller stash. <laughs> <laughs> I this one.